Week 15 is in the books. We had poor performances from stud players all across the board. If you didn't have a fantasy football bye this week, due to you being the first or the second seed, if your playoffs are set that way, you had a bad week. It's unfortunate, but this is what happens. It's just the luck of the draw. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wasslicker. Follow me on all social media at Wasslicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. This this episode here will be a little bit different, being that we had all the games rescheduled and the COVID happened and we moved games back to Tuesday. There will not be two episodes coming out here on Wednesday for you guys. There will only be one episode. We're going to go over some of the injuries that happened. We're not going to do our normal um you know, categories with the performances of the week, the highs, the lows, things like that. We're just going to give you some good performances, some bad performances. Uh, didn't have uh, much time to really put things together, uh, being that the games were here on Tuesday. Uh, normally on Mondays, I have a lot more time to put the things together because I'm not working on Mondays. But being that I work on Tuesdays, I'm not able to give you uh, everything here with that. But again, we're going to go over some of the injuries, the injury news, some of the waiver wire pickups that we think you should go after based on this injury news. And then we'll go over some of the good, the better performances that people had here um, as far as the fantasy football week for week 15. And again, if you lost this week due to poor performances from uh, stud players, this is the luck of the draw, man. It happens that way. People have to understand that fantasy football, yes, you have to be skilled to constantly be, you know, fantasy relevant as far as uh, making the playoffs are concerned. But some years just ain't your year, man. You could be, you know, number two in your league in points, total points scored. But every week, you just run up against somebody who's scoring more points to you. Some close losses will keep you out of the playoffs. Then injuries and the COVID is not a predictor, man. We cannot predict those things. You can have injuries happen at any moment, i.e. everybody's safe pick. Everybody's safe pick at running back was Derrick Henry coming into the season. Derrick Henry had not missed a game. Not missed a game in a couple of years. Nobody thought he would get injured. He got injured, finished the game. People thinking, yo, it's not that bad. Turns out he's out for the rest of the year. You know, that those are the type of things that happen. You cannot predict that Calvin Ridley, a stud wide receiver, in the midst of the season, I got to walk away from the game. You cannot predict those things, you know. And nobody even knows when this guy is going to come back. So, it's just things like that, you know, those are things that you cannot predict, and we're not going to hold that against ourselves um, as far as those things happening here in fantasy football this year. You know, we had games rescheduled, uh, and in those games, you know, 
people got injured. People got hurt in those games. Uh, people got hurt in the Sunday games, you know. Uh, as far as the injury news is that, that we have right now, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they're hopeful that Lamar Jackson with the ankle injury will be available for practice today. You know, this episode is dropping on Wednesday, so we will try to find out whether or not this guy is going to be at practice. And we got to keep an eye on him for the rest of the week as well to see if he's going to be able to play. Um, you know, they activated uh, Pernell McPhee from the injury reserve. And outside linebacker Justin Houston was placed on the COVID IR, on the COVID list. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, they placed a couple of more people on the, on the COVID list, uh, including offensive lineman Bobby Hart and defensive end Mike Love. The Chicago Bears, punt returner, uh, Jakeem Grant, he didn't play in Monday's game with a concussion. We have to monitor him to see if he's going to be ready for the next game. Um, you know, you, those are things you got to look out for. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon, he's got that ankle injury. Zach Taylor is already saying he's going to be limited in practice. Um, initial reports that he's probably going to be out for, for week 16. We're hoping that's not the case, you know. Um, we're hoping that he'll be able to play. This is a guy that got you here to the champion. To excuse me, to the playoffs, and you want him to, and you want to ride him to the championship. Yes, he had a bad game, but he exited the game early due to that ankle injury. Cleveland Browns defensive end McFinney, McKinney, excuse me, McKinney was carted off the field there in the third quarter. With an ankle injury. Following the game, they fear that he tore his Achilles, and it was confirmed. He tore his Achilles. So he's going to be out. Uh, Miles Garrett went into the medical tent for a brief stint, and it was a groin injury. He did return to the game, but we're going to have to look out for that. He's going to be dealing with a sore groin. He fought through it, but we're going to have to see whether or not he's going to be able to continue. Um, and hopefully he won't be inactive for the next game. Uh, of course, Teddy Bridgewater, he got carted off the field, uh, took a shot to the back, helmet to the back. Uh, he was released from the hospital uh, after staying overnight as a precaution. You know, they put him in concussion protocol. It looked like he took a helmet to the back to me. That's what it looked like, but he's in concussion protocol. We'll have to see what's going on with that. The Detroit Lions, they've placed Jared Goff on a COVID list, along with Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver, and offensive tackle Matt Nelson. All of these guys have gone on a COVID list. You know, Jamal Williams did come off of the COVID list, but again, you have all these guys going on to there. You've got to look out for them, and we'll keep you updated. Uh, we'll have those updates for you on tomorrow's episode where we check out what's going on and who we need to start a set. Um, you know, we got Saturday games that are going to happen on Christmas. Um, unfortunately, next week, 
on Saturday, because it's Christmas, you're not going to get the normal sports talk episode from us over on the Two Cents and Nonsense podcast. But again, we just want to make sure that on Thursday, we're giving you the most information we can. The Kansas City Chiefs, they place Harrison Buckner and Travis Kelsey and defensive back Shatavius Ward on Charvarius Ward, excuse me, on the uh, COVID list. Those are more people that you just got to look out for. The Las Vegas Raiders, Jonathan Abraham, he was ruled out of the game in the fourth quarter on Monday with a shoulder injury. So we're going to have to look out for that. You know, they also placed cornerback Trayvon, Trayvon Mullen on the injured reserve. And then uh, cornerback Nate Hobbs went on the COVID list. You know, these are more things that you got to look out for. You got to look out for them. Um, of course, we still have to monitor Darren Waller to see what we're going to do about him to see if he's going to be available. The Chargers, they place defensive end Joey Bosa on the uh, COVID list. Defensive back Trey Marshall went on there as well as defensive back uh, Tavon Campbell. So you got a lot of people that, that went on there, but they did activate rookie tackle Rashawn Slater from the COVID list. You know, uh, for the Rams, of course, we saw Jalen Ramsey and and uh, Odell Beckham Jr., those guys were able to play. Bobby Evans, offensive lineman, was able to play. Troy Reader was able to play. They came off of there, you know. Uh, so that's good. The Dolphins, they got Jalen Waddle off of the COVID list. They also got Phillip Lindsay off the COVID list. But receiver Will Fuller is likely done for the season. He had a setback to his finger injury per coach Brian Flores. You know, he's only played two games, only caught four passes. You know, he's going to be a free agent after this season. I highly doubt that they re-sign a guy or even try to redo his deal. Um, it's unfortunate that, that that happened to the guy. Minnesota Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks was ejected from – Monday's game after a helmet to helmet hit with Justin Fields, you know, who was sliding. He was flagged for unnecessary roughness. We have to see what the fine is going to be for him or if he's missing time. Um, the Patriots, they placed Kendrick Bourne uh, on the COVID list. That's huge, man. This guy's been playing pretty well for them. He's been the one getting the touchdowns. Jacoby Myers has been the one getting all the yards. That's gonna that's gonna you know open up something for maybe Nelson Aguilar, maybe Hunter Henry, who we saw in the game, played tremendous. Maybe that opens up some more for him uh, to keep getting the fantasy production that he's been getting. The New York Giants they officially shut down Daniel Jones and wide receiver Sterling Shepard for the year. Both those guys have gone on injured reserve. The New York Jets, they place John Franklin Myers, the defensive end, and defensive back Sherrod Neesman on the COVID list. So you got more guys just going on and going on. Like I said, the Philadelphia Eagles, 
they got Quez Watkins back. You know, he's off the COVID list. The Seattle Seahawks, they placed Travis Homer on the COVID list, uh, as well as DJ Reed and offensive tackle Brandon Shell. You know, the big injury news here comes from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin, torn ACL, out for the rest of the year. It's going to be a long recovery for him. Uh, usually an ACL tear, you know, you, you're taking damn near an entire calendar year. So Chris Godwin may not even be ready for the start of the football season next year. He may come mid to late season. You know, he is a he's set to be a free agent this year. Is anybody going to take a chance on him at that point? Are they going to try to reduce the amount of money that he's going to get? Or are they going to give him a one-year prove-it deal? Or will he just go ahead and re-sign with the Bucks? We don't know. Those are things that you're going to have to look out for. If you are a dynasty player, you're going to have to think about whether or not you want to move Chris Godwin um, at this point. Uh, well, after the season is over, because most, most people have their uh, trades locked for the fantasy playoffs. But that's something that you're going to have to look out for. Again, Mike Evans with a hamstring injury. Leonard Fournette with a hamstring injury. We know that Leonard Fournette's hamstring injury has to be um, severe because they went out and signed Lev Bell. They went to sign Lev Bell. There was no reason for them to sign Lev Bell if they thought for a moment that Leonard Fournette was going to be back and be available to them for the duration of the season as well as the playoffs. Mike Evans with the hamstring injury, they even did a 180 on, you know, Antonio Brown's status. Antonio Brown is available to play next week. He served his three-game suspension. He's available to play. Uh, and they want him on the field. That's what they said. So, you know, I was one of the people that I actually uh, dropped him because, one, in that particular league that I was in, I wasn't in the playoffs, so it didn't really matter to me. Um, you know, I dropped him in the midst of trying to hunt trying to get into the playoffs, so I dropped him. But, you know, if, in fact, he's available on the waiver wires in some of your leagues, you may want to go pick him up. He had extra time to recover from his injury. Um, so, and being that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin aren't are not going to play next week, I, I highly doubt that Mike Evans plays. And if he is playing, he's hampered with a hamstring injury. We see what that does to wide receivers, when they're trying to play with those hamstring injuries, they end up retweaking them. Um, it happens damn near every time a wide receiver tries to rush back from a hamstring injury. With the Tennessee Titans, A.J. Brown is designated for return from injured reserve, as well as defensive back Chris Jackson. You know, uh, wide receiver, Julio Jones retweaked his hamstring injury. Him and Taylor Luan, offensive tackle, back injury, did not practice on Monday. And Devonta Foreman was limited in practice with an ankle injury. 
So those were some of the things. Uh, with the Detroit Lions, of course, they brought up Craig Reynolds. They activated him to their team there, and he had a pretty good fantasy performance for us, which that's something that we're going to talk about a little bit later on here. Um, as far as with waiver wire pickups, our number one waiver wire pickup overall is going to be, of course, we know at that running back position, we lost some guys. It's going to be Ronald Jones as our number one waiver wire pickup this week um, for the running back position. Behind him, we are going to go Samaj P. Ryan, uh, backup running back to Joe Mixon for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then we're also going to go Craig Reynolds uh, at, excuse me, not, not Craig Reynolds second, not Craig Reynolds third either. Um, excuse me. So my JP Ryan is second. Then Duke Johnson, I believe, will be third. I believe he showcased enough in the game this week with Gaskin just coming off of the uh, off the COVID list. He showcased enough with his first game and starting with the Dolphins. He did a pretty good job. I think you got to roll with them. I think that they, they need to roll with them. I would put him third and then Craig Reynolds at fourth. Uh, the reason why we're putting Craig Reynolds at fourth is because if they have still not put DeAndre Swift on the IR and then um, Jamal Williams has been activated from the COVID list. So Jamal Williams may be a little bit rusty coming back. Craig Reynolds... You get him just for insurance if you're able to get him up off of the uh, the waiver wires there. At the quarterback position, Tyler Huntley is the guy that we're looking at. That is the backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. If, in fact, Lamar Jackson's injury is more worse than they are putting on, if it's worse than they're putting on, they may not, they may sit him out again. Um, at this point, I don't know how far down the pecking order they are as far as the playoff race. Um, they may be out of it. I'm gonna check here. I just want to fact check this really quick here. Um, as soon as it comes up, God dang. Shit is slow. Um, they don't even have it. God damn it. You know, but when you're looking at the the playoff picture with the AFC, where are the Ravens? The Ravens are still in the hunt at 8-6. and six. I mean... They really can't afford to lose any games, but they also want Lamar Jackson healthy if they are in the playoffs. So they may use precaution, and they may sit him again. But Tyler Huntley did a pretty, pretty good job against the Green Bay Packers this week. Honestly, you kick the field goal, you go into overtime, you give your team a chance to win. 
they tried to win it with the two-point conversion, which that's the second time this year that Jim Harbaugh has made that particular call to go for it instead of kicking the field goal with the best kicker in the most accurate kicker in NFL history. They kick, they constantly say it. This guy is the most accurate kicker in, in NFL history, Justin Tucker. And two times this season, you've elected to go for two instead of allowing him to kick the extra point to send it, you guys into overtime. That's in in both times it turned out to be a loss for your team. You can't have that happen and keep your job, man. And and I am in no way saying that Jim Harbaugh, uh, excuse me, John John Harbaugh, deserves to be fired or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that those decisions lead to you losing your job if you're in that situation. Uh, they also have Justin Fields down here as well. Um, I'm not really an advocate of Justin Fields. So, again, our number one quarterback pickup is going to be Tyler Hundley. Um, there's not many guys that are down here, man. Anybody that you would have picked up uh, at the quarterback position, you would have picked them up a long time ago. If you are desperate for a streamer, you may be able to see uh, Zach Wilson maybe on the uh, waiver wire. Matt Ryan, Big Ben, uh, one of those guys may be down there. Uh, of all of those guys, I would say it would probably be Big Ben would be the most uh, valuable for me. Uh, after that, maybe Matt Ryan, but he has not played good all season, so no reason to think he's going to do it at the tail end of the season here either. At the wide receiver position, Amra St. Brown is our number one. Uh, after him, you're looking at probably Tyler Johnson or Scotty Miller from over there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially if both, if, if, uh, Mike Evans is going to miss, you're definitely going to want to take a look at, uh, Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson. I would probably say, or maybe even Brashad per- Perryman. Um, I I would actually go Brashad Perryman over those other two. Uh, he was brought in late late this season, and they've utilized him a little bit more in clutch situations than they have Taylor Johnson or Tyler Johnson, excuse me, and Scotty Miller. So I would go him. Uh, but of course, we're talking. Our, our number one is going to be Amara St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. He is playing very well. He's continuing <clears throat> to showcase that he is the prime target for um, Jared Goff. He's actually moved up a little bit more than, than Josh Reynolds. And, and, I mean, all of those guys over there, Amara, Josh Reynolds, they're all playing very well. Um, they're stepping up. Being that they didn't have too much of a running back core, their running back core has been devastated with not only injuries, but landing on the COVID list. These guys have stepped up a bit here. Um, Rashad Bateman has stepped up there for the Baltimore Ravens, as well as Jamison Crowder for the New York Jets. So any of those guys, you can go out and 
hopefully get yourself good production if you need them. And then, of course, Jalen Guyton. We talked about him a couple of weeks ago. But at this point, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both still solidifying themselves. So he is a bit of a long shot. But Amra St. Brown is the guy right now. Uh, Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis for the Buffalo Bills. He's had two good weeks in a row. I think he's worth an ad. You want to check out what's happening as far as the injuries and things to the wide receivers of the Buffalo Bills and whether or not you want to go ahead and try to put him out there as well. So you have a bevy of players that you could go after uh, at the wide receiver position. But again, our number one is going to be Amra St. Brown. At the tight end position, um, they still have him down here, C.J. Uzama. We've already talked about that. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy from the Jacksonville Jaguars. We talked about him a while ago, even though he had been injured. We still talked about keeping him on your roster, letting him see how it works in when Dan Arnold got injured as well. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones, but of course the number one tight end that we're going to be looking at it. And it fluctuates. He may have a good week this week. He may not. He had a good week last week, and that's Cole Komet from the Chicago Bears. So you want to look at those guys, and you want to see which one of those guys will help you out. You may not need them. Hopefully we're looking at Darren Waller coming back to play. If you have him, um, you know, if you do. And um, the backup tight end uh, for the – Kansas City Chiefs, you want to look at as well. I'm blanking on the kid's name right now. Give me one second. I'll take a look at that. But you want to look at the um, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, backup tight end, and I'm going to have his name for you in a moment here because um, if Travis Kelsey can't get off the COVID list in time, you may want to give him a look-see and uh, put him on your team just in case. And what is that kid's name? Noah Gray. That's his name. Noah Gray. You want to take a look at him. Uh, he's a rookie out of Duke, 6'4", 243. Guy's a big guy. He, he's he been studying under Travis Kelsey all year. Um so definitely take a look at him if, in fact, again, you want to have him prepared. You want to have him queued up just in case Travis Kelsey is not able to go. Um, you know, typically that doesn't work out. You know, most of the times if, if you have a stud like that go down, their backup isn't capable enough to make it happen. But in this particular case, I think this kid is good enough to to make some things happen. And if Travis Kelsey doesn't go, I'm pretty sure he's going to reach our threshold this week. Um, but at this point, you got to do what you got to do, man. You, you have no choice. You got all the COVID things happening and all the injuries. And we're definitely going to get more in-depth and in detail with who's on the COVID list, who's um, – who's out with the injuries, who's limited in practice. We'll do that on tomorrow's episode when we give you our star sits for the week. You know, 
And again, I told you guys earlier that we're going to give you all of the the nuanced things, all of our categories with, you know, uh, best performances of the week. I, I, we didn't break it down to our categories, but we did. We are going to give you some of, you know, the best performances of the week. And of course, like we said, we always start off at a tight end position. The number one tight end on the week was Travis Kelsey with 41.1 fantasy points. After him, it was Mark Andrews with 35.6 fantasy points. These guys gave you clear positional advantage there. They really outshine their opponents. After that, the next up at number three was Hunter Henry with 25.7 fantasy points. 25.7 fantasy points. Then after him, uh, it was Dalton Schultz at 20.7 fantasy points and Dallas Goddard at 20.5 fantasy points. After that, it was a five-point drop-off there. You had George Kittle with 15.3. Then after that, a, a two-point drop-off. Foster Moreau, 13.5. Zach Ertz, 13.4. Cole Komet, 13.1. And rounding out And rounding out the top 10 there, you had uh, Kyle Pitts with 11.7. Those guys gave us good performances there. Uh, won the position there. Uh, bus plays uh, slight, slightly. Pat Fryer move had 7.7 fantasy points. Evan Ingram, 7.3 fantasy points. Jared Cook, 6.2. David Njoku, 5.9. Ryan Griffin 5.9, Tyler Croft 5.5. Those guys split. Those guys split because Tyler Croft was reactivated from the injured reserve list. So Tyler Croft was the starting tight end before he went down, and Ryan Griffin came in and did a pretty good job. But this is what happens when you have that happen. We told you guys to look out for that, not to start any of those guys because this was likely to happen. Rob Gronkowski, 4.9 fantasy points. C.J. Uzama, 4.8 fantasy points. Um, who else we had down here? Uh, we don't count Hayden Hurst. He's not actually the starter there. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, that was one of our misses there. Um, 1.9 fantasy points. You know, John o. Smith, 1.5 fantasy points. Uh, we kind of knew that John o. wasn't going to be the guy. Tyler Conklin. Uh, that was not a good play for us either. 1.7 fantasy points. Which is bad, man. Bad. Brock Wright, zero fantasy points. Nick Vernette, zero fantasy points. These were guys that, again, like, they were the they were stepping in, you know, for people that were injured and people that were out, and they didn't get the job done. They didn't get the job done at all, you know. At the wide receiver position, some of our best plays, uh, some of the best performances. Number one wide receiver on the week, Cooper Cup, 34.7 fantasy points. Tyreek Hill, 32.8 fantasy points. Brandon Cooks, 29.2 fantasy points. Gabriel Davis, we talked about him earlier, 25.5 fantasy points. Christian Kirk, 24.4 fantasy points. Amara St. Brown, we talked about him, 23.5 fantasy points. Russell Gage, 23.1 fantasy points. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, we didn't talk about him. Uh, he's 
in this league that I'm in, that I'm looking at stats here in, he's actually on the waiver wire. Um, so if he's out there, you could go pick him up. Marquez Valdez scaling 20.8 fantasy points. I didn't think he was out there on many leagues, though. So that's why I didn't name him. Um, Tyler Boyd, 20.6 fantasy points. And Keenan Allen rounding out the, excuse me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, Keenan Allen rounding out the top ten. Uh, with 19.8 fantasy points. Debo was right behind him. He's still listed as a wide receiver, even though he just got another rushing touchdown. I believe he has six in the last five games, uh, 18.9 fantasy points. You know, we talked about the other wide receiver out there in um, Detroit. That was Josh Reynolds. He got you 18.8 fantasy points, you know. But as far as... The wide receiver position is concerned. We did have a few guys that, you know, didn't perform up to the standards that we wanted them to perform up to. You know, you, you had some bust games out of these guys. And it's unfortunate. It, it is unfortunate that you had some bust games out of these guys. And it happened, again, we're talking about the fantasy football playoffs that happened. Um, under 10 points, LaVisca Chanel, 8.9. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 8.8. Kenny Galladay, another bust game, 8.3. Mike Williams, 7.9. Cole Beasley, 7.5. Uh, who else we had down here? Uh, Michael Gallup, 6.2 fantasy points. K.J. Osborne, we thought he was going to be able to step up and do some things. With Adam Thielen being out, 5.1 fantasy points. Brandon Ayuk didn't take advantage of his opportunity there, 4.6 fantasy points. T. Higgins with a bust game. Uh, he had been giving you a pretty decent stretch. He gave you 4.3 fantasy points. Uh, Traquan Smith, 3.7 fantasy points. Marvin Jones Jr., 3.4 fantasy points. Um, let's see who else we had down here. Uh, Corlin Sutton, another bust game, 3.2 fantasy points. Amari Cooper, 2.8 fantasy points. Mike Evans, of course, he got hurt in the game, but 2.4 fantasy points, that hurts you, man. It hurts you. Uh, Chase Claypool, 1.9 fantasy points. Michael Pittman Jr., bus game, 1.7 fantasy points. Rashad Bateman, 1.5 fantasy points. Jamar Chase, 1.3 fantasy points. Those things hurt you, man. Those guys hurt you. And, of course, Julio Jones re-injured re himself, gave you zero fantasy points. And, of course, one, if we were doing our lows of the week, one of the busts of the week, man, Jared Judy, zero points. Jared Judy, zero points, man. He was targeted four times, didn't catch a ball, you know. Those are the types of things that you don't want to happen to you, especially if it's, you know, it's playoff time. We don't want that to happen to us during playoff time. Of course, the number one back of the week was Duke Johnson with 25.7 fantasy points. Behind him, Jonathan Taylor, 23, point, 23 fantasy points. Jeff Wilson Jr., 19.9 fantasy points. Antonio Gibson, he did injure himself in a game. Uh, he left the game early. Um... I don't, he didn't finish up. I think Gerald, 
Jarrett Patterson finished up the game. Uh, but he gave you 18.5 fantasy points before he went out. Austin Ackler, same thing. He got injured. Uh, 18.2 fantasy points. Uh, James Robinson, 17.8 fantasy points. Miles Sanders, uh, 16.6 fantasy points. Devin Singletary, 16.6 fantasy points. Nick Chubb, 16.3 fantasy points. Ezekiel Elliott, 16.2 fantasy points. And Amir Abdullah, 15.5 fantasy points scored for you. Um, again, at the running back position, you know, it was the day of the dud, man. It, it was the day of the dud for you. Under 10 fantasy points. Uh, we had Saquon Barkley, Dontrell Hillier, both with nine fantasy points. Ronald Jones Jr., he, Ronald Jones the second, excuse me. Even though, I mean, he came into the game and gave you nine fantasy points. So we're not going to really count that as a bust. He wasn't the starter. He came into the game after Leonard Fournette got hurt. Uh, Ronald, uh, excuse me, um, James Conner, nine fantasy points. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, nine fantasy points. Um, let's see, Melvin Gordon, 7.1 fantasy points. Joe Mixon, seven fantasy points. Uh, let's see here. Chase Edmonds in his return, 5.3 fantasy points. Chuba Hubbard, five fantasy points. Alvin Kamara, 5.1 fantasy points. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, five fantasy points. Tevin Coleman, five set fantasy points. Najee Harris, 4.6 fantasy points. Uh, Mark Ingram, 3.8 fantasy points. Cordell Patterson, 4.3 fantasy points. David Johnson, 3.7 fantasy points. Devonta Freeman, 3.4 fantasy points. Michael Carter in his return, three fantasy points. Mike Davis, another bust game, 2.1 fantasy points. Um, it's just how it, how it turned out, man. How it turned out for people. Just, just bad. Uh, even Dalvin Cook didn't have a great performance. He reached the threshold, but 11.1 fantasy points is not what you're looking for out of him. You're looking for better. Javante Williams... Same thing. You're looking for better out of him. He gave you 12 fantasy points. Him and Josh Jacobs gave you 12 fantasy points. You're looking for better out of those guys. And you didn't get it. It's unfortunate. You didn't get it. And, again, if you played in a league where you had to play the first round of your playoffs right now and you didn't get a bye, it hurts you, man. It hurts you. Uh, the number one quarterback on the week, Tyler Huntley, uh, 35.9 fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes, 29.6 fantasy points. Jalen Hurts, 27.6 fantasy points. Aaron Rodgers, 23.8 fantasy points. Cam Newton, 23.3 fantasy points. Justin Herbert, 23 fantasy points. Josh Allen, 20.8 fantasy points. Jared Goff, 20.6 fantasy points. Then you had a massive drop-off here. Three fantasy point drop off. Uh, Matt Jones, 17.6 fantasy points. Justin Fields, 16.9 fantasy points. And Matthew Stafford, 15.4 fantasy points. After that, everybody else busted under our model. Um, and again, that's unfortunate. You know, yes, everybody had, you know, some, some bad. Everybody had a bad week here, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, what do they have this on the six point? But, 
Bunch of games, of course. Kyler Murray, 13.5 fantasy points. Joe Burrow, 12.7 fantasy points. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 11.4 fantasy points. Derek Carr, 11.1 fantasy points. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 10.9 fantasy points. Dak Prescott, another bust game, 10.5 fantasy points. Trevor Lawrence, 10.5 fantasy points. Taysom Hill, 9.4 fantasy points. Carson Wentz, 6.9 fantasy points. Tom Brady, 5.7 fantasy points. Um, He was actually the worst of the starting quarterbacks. If you don't count Teddy Bridgewater, who got injured, Tom Brady was the worst fantasy quarterback on the week if you don't count Teddy Bridgewater's injury. Not take that. Well, Mike Glennon got pulled. Uh, I'm not going to count that. He got pulled halfway through the game. Jake Fromm came in. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, uh, this week was a bad week for our predictions as far as our start sets. Um, Out of 190 total options, because what I did was, again, I told you guys who to start. I only told you who to start, and I told you everybody else to sit. So I categorized them is when I told you who to sit. And I categorized those particular positions. Yo, sit this wide, sit this group of wide receivers, sit this group of running backs. And so I individually said, all right, if any one of those running backs hit when I told you to sit them, that was uh, incorrect for me. So out of 190 possible options, we gave you 109. This was, I believe, our second lowest of the season. And again, all of these studs that gave you dud games, all of the people that were very consistent showed you an inconsistent performance this week. And that shows in our statistics here, 190 possible options. 109 correct, that's 57%. This is one of the worst um, that we had, and, you know, that's on me. Um, Even though I know other people will probably say, well, you can't predict what happened. This was an unpredictable week. This is, man, I don't want to hear that shit, man. People always talk about, oh, it was a a weird week. It was unpredictable We played the matchups the best we could, and we lost. We lost at them. Um, I was eliminated in one round in, in one of the playoffs that I was in. I was eliminated today. So it happens, you know, and you have to live with that. You know, you'll do better next year. So we'll we'll try to – This these were dynasty leagues that I made the playoffs in. Um, so – as far as with the roster that I have, I get to keep my roster and carry over. Uh, but we'll make some changes o- over the offseason. You want to try to get some players that are a little under the radar. And we'll talk about some players on the offseason, on people that I think that are good candidates to go ahead and buy now, or people that I think that you could probably sell and still utilize their namesake um, to try to, to get yourself into a better position Um to win in the future. Um, so we'll talk about things like that all off season. 
I appreciate you guys being with me, man. Um, hopefully, this week will be better for us. Um, we have a lot to navigate through. We have the COVID to navigate through. We have the holidays with games being on Christmas. And we also have the injuries to navigate through and not much time to navigate through them. Um, unfortunately, and I'm not using this as an excuse, but we don't have as much time to prep as I normally have to prep. So instead of doing this episode where we're doing the wave of wire and the touch of truth on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, it's coming out to you on a Wednesday. Usually I would have gave you guys that on Tuesday, I would have done all of this, um, and, and completed the episode Monday night. Now we're in a situation where it's, you know, a day later, don't have enough time to really sit down and, and, and process what we saw here and process the information that we saw. Um, so it's going to be a challenge, but I'm not using it as an excuse for any fuck ups on my end, um, or, or not giving you the correct information. I'm going to try my best to give you the best information that I can give you to have you prepared for week 16 in your fantasy football playoffs. I'm not out of it yet in some of my leagues. I still have a, I, I won this week, so I'm moving on to the next round. So I still have an opportunity to bring home a championship, as do you if you are still in it. So I wish you nothing but the best and your opponents nothing but the worst. This has been the Wave of Wire Wishes and a Touch of Truth all in one. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I've been your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslick. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one.